You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Thursday night, October 12th, 2023. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com, where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head. We are coming at you live from the pod cave. I'm going to go around the room and introduce this interesting cast of characters that we have on this show, starting with... From the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Joining us again via audio tonight, Jason, how are you, Bubba? I'm doing well. How are you guys? And you are you are starting a little uh, mini vacation this weekend, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we are. Uh, I'm, my out of office is up. Where I won't be back until Tuesday. Me and Emily leave for San Diego tomorrow. Nice. Enjoy yep. that. Enjoy that time, my friend. Those. It's much, it's much deserved. I know you've been working. You've got the new job. You've been at what about five, six months now? Yes. Uh, seven months now, actually. Seven months. Okay. I was a little off, but yeah, I knew you, you've been there a little while now. So yeah, you've, you've worked hard. You've earned it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no problem. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, the minister of truth, the father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of the mindless wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, uh, and, and I have a feeling that Shovel's going to get some use tonight by all three members of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Mr. Rob, how are you, bud? Always good to be here. <laughs> and I am the man with the award-winning and holy beard DJ. Uh, we have got a lot to go over this week. Uh, wild week in, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we're going to start off talking a little bit of WWE Fastlane. Then we're going to get into what ended up becoming the... Uh, the Tuesday night slap fight between AEW and NXT, the subsequent 48-hour temper tantrum that Tony Khan has been on, and all the discourse surrounding the shows, uh, going into, coming out of, Jason and Rob, who have both watched, both they were flipping back and forth. They're going to talk about the actual shows themselves and break that down a little bit. And then uh, we're going to talk uh, movie trailers. We're going to swerve uh, a little bit into the bandwagon nerds lane here a little bit. Uh, the trailer dropped today for the uh, biopic on the Von Erich family, The Iron Claw. And uh, I've seen the trailer. Rob's seen the trailer. Jason's seen the trailer. Uh, we're going to talk about the movie. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about just that whole situation. Uh, you know, Rob is a, a bit more familiar with the Von Erichs than than myself and I think Jason, what he knows about him, you could fit into a thimble. So yeah. we're going to kind of break down the, you know, the trailer to the movie and then talk about it a little bit more from there. So big show lined up, but we are going to kick off the night talking WWE Fastlane. And we talked in the pre-show huddle, not a whole lot to talk about with this show. I'll say it was fine. Uh, it was not great. Uh, and I may be comparing that coming alpha hot off the heels of an absolutely incredible NXT show the weekend before. So I may have been stacking it up against some pretty heavy, uh, pretty heavy comparison. I thought all in all the show was fine. Um, 
Nick, who's a one-time guest on here and a friend in our, our group chat, uh, equated it to a really good house show. I've heard people equate it to a really good episode of Raw or SmackDown. I think I agree with that sentiment. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with Rob. Just again, as always, the vibe of the show. Uh, yeah, I think that feels about right. Um, now, I guess you know I'm grade a little bit higher because I got to see the 14-time Women's Champion. You know? <laughs> that that always gives the show a few more points, you know, for me. But yeah, other than I mean, yeah, it was. It reminded me more of like one of the old when you know when the old Clash of the Champions special from you know you know NWA slash WCW when yeah you, you know you get you get some good matches you, you might get a title change thrown in there but it wasn't you know Starcade or the Great American Bash or anything like that but right. just you know perfectly good way to spend an evening yeah all right Jason what about you what are your thoughts it felt like a boilerplate B pay per view. It was a really, really, really good Raw or SmackDown. It, I had a great time. I'm not knocking it, but I'm just talking in terms of we progressed some, most of the stories, but we're basically there for Cody and Jay uh, beating the Judgment Day. Um, that's the whole point of the show, really. Um, so, yeah, it just felt like your stereotypical B pay-per-view that's in the months between you know the big ones. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and as Rob said, it's a perfectly great way to spend an evening. I'll start off here just a couple of you know nuggets that I enjoyed. Uh, I, I I liked the the opening tag match, uh, Cody and Jay versus the Judgment Day. I was a little shocked to see Judgment Day win. I don't remember who I called last week. I uh, did not see honestly did not see Jay and Cody winning. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise. The match was good. It was a great standard tag team match. You know that. Judgment Day did a great job of cutting the ring off, and you know, all it, it hit all the beats. It was fine. It was you know, a great showcase for everybody there. A um, couple other highs for me. I really enjoyed the women's triple threat match. Uh, I thought it was really, really well worked. Well worked by all three women. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I love all three women in there, and and for me, overall, that was match of the night. Um, was a bit surprised, although. With the LWO versus uh, the, as we're calling them, not the Street Profits or the, not the Hurt Business, but the Pain Corporation. Pain, Pain Corporation, as Rob called them last week. Well, I hope to God they give them a name because we're just going to call them not the Hurt Business, Pain, whatever, from here on out until they give us something. I was a little surprised to see them lose. Um, yeah, we brought back Carlito, which was cool. Um, that was that was a lot of fun, and you know, that, and that was right off the heels of somebody posting on Twitter. You know, Carlito's been under contract now for like seven months, and they haven't used him. And you know, whammo! Saturday night they give us Carlito, so it's cool to see him come back. But I was really surprised that again, uh, Bobby Lashley, who hasn't been in the ring in months since the draft, and then you know Dawkins and Montez losing yet another match. I think they'll be okay. I feel like we did this dance with the Judgment Day several months ago and said some things and eventually they turned it around. So I have faith that whatever they're doing with these guys, they're going to it's going to be something. But yeah, all in all, I thought the match was fun and then the main event was really good and we can talk about the finish to that match at the end of it all, but the match in and of itself as a set piece, I enjoyed. Jason, what are your highs and lows on this one? The highs were, uh, as much as I dislike them winning, uh, 
just because uh, I'm a loyal bloodline guy. Cody and Jay's 1D uh, Cody Cutter thing is awesome. That, that, is that cool. It looked so, and they, they nailed it first time, bang. That was just an incredible, uh, incredible move. So bravo for that. Um, uh, I am tired of Seth Rollins, man. What are we doing? Um, that 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 match definitely it fell flat for me. Um, despite you were you were correct, DJ, it, it was a beautiful piece of work. Um, up until the finish and the you know the outcome. Yeah. But other than that, it was yeah, it was incredible. So yeah, uh, again, and you know, as we all saw coming, John Cena in LA, you know, beat beat Jimmy and J and Solo because it was Jimmy's fault. Jimmy screws up again. So and the tribal chief finally returns on on uh, tomorrow. Happy birthday to me! So, and that's gonna um, and uh, yeah. So they're gonna. I think this is gonna end up being a John Team John Cena versus the Bloodline at Survivor Series. I think that's where we're ending. Um, but so this yeah, there's a per- perfectly good way to get there. Again, great show. Okay. Rob, what about you? Highs and lows, boss. Uh, highs and lows, well, you know, other than other than who won the triple threat match, the, that was <laughs> thing for me. Um, yeah, I remember the opening match, the tag team match. Um, but Cody and Jay, I was not expecting Cody and Jay to win. Uh, so, and to me, honestly, it, it, it's an, it's a it's a nice, interesting kind of new angle to put on the whole story here um i thought that was really well done the six man tag match i'll be honest i kind of i kind of zoned out on that one because uh, i guess see, see i didn't you know i wasn't watching when carlito was there before so i understand like why other it's a big deal to other people which is really not a big deal to me because i didn't you know, i didn't see him before i was like okay fine you know yeah uh, and that's that's not knocking it or whatever it's just you know, I have no, you know, I have no connection or anything to Carlito, so it's not anything special for me personally. This first run was fun. Yeah. And, same, uh, I'm the same, Rob. I, I'm just like, okay, I'm glad people are happy. I'm not upset to see the guy. He looks, he looks great. So, uh, but yeah, I was totally like wrestle blind during his era. So. Yeah, and um, and on and. Yeah, I guess this was probably the date they could get him for. So I think that explains why the match went the way it did as far as who won. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they weren't going to have him come out there and then they lose, right? So, right. Um, but I, again, I think this is one of those ones where you can just kind of forget it happened and then, you know, move on to the next thing Friday or whatever. Um, again, like, like you, I think the women's triple threat as far as just the ring work and, and all of that, I think that was, to me, that was the best match because the other matches, you know, they had a whole lot of, you know, kind of guy guy going on in them. And except, you know, with the women's triple up until the very end, you know, they, they kept it to themselves, you know. Yeah. That was, um, that was a fun finish, by the way, and, and adds intrigue to the damage control story. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, Charlotte did a better moonsault okay. you know. Just, oh, right. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm I got, I got to put it out because some, some Yahoo on Twitter, it's different. You know, some, some Yahoo, one of these, you know, Yahoo's on Twitter, like Charles Moon's all terrible, and then somebody what? pointed out to him was like, dude, like ten seconds before that, EO missed like everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is a head scratcher to me how anyone can watch Charlotte Flair's moonsault and say it's terrible. Like, do you not understand and appreciate the athleticism on display in front of you? Like, stop thinking you know what you know and look at what she's doing. It's controlled, it's graceful. It's That's perfect. That's the thing. I think people don't think she's in as much control as she is. Because she does have a very particular style. And, like, it, it's not stiff, but it's just that she's, she's tall. And she's, I don't know. Um, I'm and, sorry and I, that her moonsault doesn't someone send people Twitter. to the goddamn hospital. You well, know, that's it's... true. But also, someone put it perfectly on Twitter that, I forgive me if whoever it was, um, that once you realize that she's a gymnast and she just probably always has that instinct that she's land going to land on her feet, you, that like once you put that in your mind, you look at her style and you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." And she's almost six feet tall, people. Um, yeah. yeah. Nobody can catch her. No. Hey, who, she who has to land on her feet. Her? Who in the roster is going to catch her coming off, jumping off the top rope to the outside? Yeah. Naya. Maybe? Nia Jax, and, Rhea Ripley, uh, and Jade Cargill. That's, uh, that's the beginning, middle, okay. and end of that list. I, I mean, okay, okay, there, okay are few, there are a few women who are strong enough to catch her, but but you still you got. I mean, it's coordination. Yeah, skill. yeah it's not it's you skill. know, and um, yeah, a skill issue. And I mean, oh, we, we can or oh, we can do like when yeah, you know, SummerSlam a couple years ago where no. I'm wearing. Look, and I'm going to give credit to the superhero lady this time because she stood in there and took it, and she got crushed in the head. Okay. Yeah. Um, do let's, y'all let's move that? on. Charlotte has a beautiful move. Let's not linger too long on the Charlotte thing. It's just yeah, okay. Charlotte has a beautiful move. Moving on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look. No, look, it's okay. Sorry. Right. Look, 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 look. She hasn't wrestled on many premium live events this year, so I got. Yeah, Rob's got to get his licks in when he can because yeah. she hasn't been on TV or premium live events a whole lot lately. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, um, the um, the 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 LA Knight Cena tag team match that was kind of like that was like a really good TV main event basically. Yeah, like it, it got the job done. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But it's just yeah, I mean that's something you would that was like kind of a TV main event kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, main event. I didn't mind. Look, I'm I'm fine with Seth winning. Um. But I thought there was just there was a few too many. Things that you should not have gotten up from, and yeah, and and then also considering the state he was in after the match, you know, once again we got to ask, okay, um, why are you not running out there with the suitcase, Damian Priest? And yeah. I know they they showed the thing where Rhea told him not tonight, but like, dude, you got four goons with you. Right. I don't care if your leg is hurt. You got you got Dom, JD, Finn, and Rhea. Like the five of you can beat the hell out of him and stand over him and then cash in the briefcase and you can just put your foot on him and you get a three count. Yeah. Um, it's not like you're going out yeah. there by yourself. It it is really weird. It's not like it's Seth with J and J security where it's like, oh, just go bang up on Brock Lesnar. It's like, well, no, that's okay. That then it makes it almost a fair fight. So yeah, we gotta still pick our spots. Guys, it's it's Seth Rollins and there are five of you. Yeah, it's super set though. He just he just went through and a grueling match, which he survived. I'll I'll add, you know, he survived the match with Shinsuke Nakamura, 
you know, mommy's probably just looking at this going, look, if that didn't put him down, if all of that didn't put down Seth Rollins, nothing is going to put down Seth Rollins tonight. Yes, it is. Mm. All of that and a Judgment Day beatdown and then a cash-in. Like, no, yeah, he's got the power. All the yeah, crowd's got to do is sing enough. along, and he levels up. This isn't Roman Reigns. <laughs> and, and, and he's like yeah, Super Saiyan. That crowd starts uh, singing, and he gets the power. I I love that. You know what? When I love the power of the Seth Maniacs. I think I just. I love when up. I can actually be controversial. Is Seth Rollins getting a free ride because of the song? Because of the no, Seth Rollins is that good, dude. Like no, real, he's that good and he's that good. Well, I mean this championship run because I mean, remember how his last Universal Championship run went? Yeah, but he was still just trying to be a straight baby face, and he doesn't true. work as a straight baby face. Seth Rollins yeah, is much is better as this smarmy, cocky sob who just happens to be a fan favorite because they like singing along to his song. Yeah, the rest of it, he's put in the work. Like, he's put yeah, in character I, work, he's put in the ring work. Like, he's legitimately there. That's why I said it. I, that's why I chose my words. And I'm not saying that he's he is just the song. Yeah. You know, is he getting by on the, you know, maybe on, like, this program with Shinsuke that's gone on a long time. We've exposed the back. We've done this. We've done that. And it's just like, yeah, okay, man. Um, yeah. But the crowd's still going for him. Because maybe, you know. Well, okay. Does, does, is it hiding some fatigue? Um. Well, okay. I think having sing-along music helps him as far as with the crowd. Yes. Right. Because it, help, it helps Cody with the crowd. Okay? Yeah. I mean, a big part, yep. of, big part of the Cody experience is, you know, when he goes, whoa! Well... And well, yeah, to be fair, the crowd did that for Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura back in and, the day, and they and they do it, yeah. and they do it for Sammy also. All right, yeah, it's, that's true. I mean, having and they do it they, in AEW, they do it for Chris Jericho, right? It's that, that's part yeah. of, that's it's part of the experience now in in this era of wrestling. Having sing along music um, is will help you get yes, will help you with your crowd reaction. People will definitely in this era, yes. Um, I'm saying it's it's helping. No, it it, it it people like to sing along with stuff in, now. So oh, I'm not if, I'm not denying that. Oh yeah, so I mean, if, if you have sing along music, it helps. Uh, it now it. So do I think? Yeah, do I think he part of his crowd reactions are? Do I think the song has something to do with it? Absolutely, yes. Um, and I think um, I guess now it's. I think one thing I think was, I forgot who said this, but somebody pointed out that during this title reign, um, they put a lot of effort into building up his opponents, and so that consequently, you know, it, it, some people are you know, kind of more ready to see the opponent win the match. Yeah, right. Because they I mean they did that with Balor, and now they've done it with Shinsuke, and now we'll see if they do that with Drew, because you know Drew's up next. Um, I'll tell you what, dude, this Shinsuke run has probably been my favorite since he's been on the main roster. And I've enjoyed Shinsuke's main roster run. The stuff he was doing with Rick Boogs was a lot of fun. Him with uh, la, 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 Samoa Joe, you know, or not Samoa Joe, uh, AJ Styles, sorry. Um, I didn't care for the heel turn, but I enjoyed it all. This has been my favorite just run of him on the main roster. It's been an incredible, they did an incredible job of making him feel like a credible threat. 
And WWE doesn't always do that real well. This time they did. They hit all the beats. They hit all the notes, and everything was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. From what I'm, I will defend the. I know people shit all over it. People with AJ, I will defend that to the very end. All. Oh, I will too. All those matches are really good, and they they had and their blow off match was a last man standing match, and it was excellent. And so, I know. Look, y'all need to get over him. Not yeah. Y'all need to get over WrestleMania 34, okay? No, they didn't have the Wrestle Kingdom match in the WWE. No! No, I don't! I don't have to get over WrestleMania 34. Well, I'm not talking about the main event. <laughs> Jason's still scarred from that. He will be for life. Roman gets bloodied and broken by Brock? No, I'm never going to get over WrestleMania 34. That was supposed to be a beautiful day in Jason's life. Like, all these life-changing events happened. And then the, the exclamation point on the whole night. Champion, Roman becomes universal champion, or whatever it was. God damn. Okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about these, these these whiny, you know, brats who were expecting, you know, AJ and Shinsuke to have a 40-minute Wrestle Kingdom match in the middle of a 14-match WrestleMania card. Okay. Well, the match was awesome. Yes. The and match was awesome, but nobody wants to say that out loud. Because, it because got more awesome as they went on, as most AJ's feuds do. I mean, as most wrestlers do, but particularly AJ, I feel like. As soon, it, if you just get him in a series, just wait till the end. It's going to be incredible. But in any case, yeah, no, that match was awesome. Yeah, I was rooting for Shinsuke winning because I because also I was there at the Royal Rumble when he won the freaking Royal Rumble by eliminating Roman last. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, but but I mean anyway, I, I know we're we're kind of we're kind of going off the trail here, but um, they did they did an excellent job building up Shinsuke for this, and so I think a lot of us were really just like, okay, please please do it now, right? Um, yeah, and they didn't, and and so that, it is a little bit of a bummer because I mean if we're going to be honest and realistic, it yeah. probably ain't happening. Okay. Yeah, at this point, um, it's not. This was this was kind of the, the now or never point, and you know, um, oh, and we have some news. Oh, we've got news, Rob. Breaking news here. Let it rip. Okay, Ronda Rousey has officially announced her retirement from WWE and MMA. I wow. saw that earlier today while I was at work, probably about three o'clock or so. That dropped at least for on my feed. Okay. Uh, yeah, interesting. Sure. Um. Um, honestly, look, I think that's worth the whole long conversation. Maybe we we'll do that next week. Yeah, we can talk about Ronda Rousey and her run because um, both runs next week. Yeah, we, why don't we do that? Because there's 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 so there's a discussion there. Yeah. Um, but overall, like I said perfectly fine way to spend a Saturday, and they got it in and out in three hours. Um, and oh, and we cannot we cannot forget the 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 best press conference ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the, god the, the cody j <laughs> oh my god tony khan this is how you do a post show press conference and look look we thought that the cm punk could never be topped but i think they may have done it because at least this this was fun this was not this was not angry and mean spirited but these guys were they were drunk as hell <laughs> they were gone man <laughs> I laughed my ass off. That was such good stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, let's move on from fast lane. We've got some big stuff to talk about here. Uh, the, the, it was the return of the AEW NXT Wrestle War this week as uh, NXT was preempted for baseball, right? No, um, AEW yeah. was. Or AEW. I'm sorry. AEW. God, I'm like tired. I need sleep. But anyway, AEW was preempted, bumped from Wednesday to Tuesday. Went once again for the first time in quite a while, head to head with NXT and WWE. <laughs> <laughs> WWE loaded the deck. They loaded the deck. They loaded the card. We had John Cena. We had Cody Rhodes. Um, what else? I mean, the American Badass Undertaker. The, the American Badass Undertaker. They didn't even like announce him, they just teased him at the end of the. Uh, at the end of the, the trailer for the show, there's the gong of yeah. the, the tolling of the bell, and you're like, ah, shit, this guy's going to be there too. Um, we can talk about the shows in a minute. I want to talk a minute about the, the the absolute diaper filling that not only Dave Dave Meltzer started it, and you know the, the rest of these dorks, JD from New York, all the rest of them just followed suit. With, you know, WWE obviously feels threatened by AEW because they're loading the show up with stars and this and that. And it just it was absolutely laughable because AEW from its inception, from the day it was birthed, made it very clear that they wanted to be competition for WWE. And Tony Khan has been very, very out in front beating his chest that we are the competition to WWE, not NXT, WWE. That includes their entire roster of available stars, kids. Yes, that includes John Cena, The Undertaker, Asuka, Cody Rhodes, and everybody out there was totally pissed off knowing that AEW was going to take a thrashing. They, there's no way AEW's top people are competing with John Cena, The Undertaker, Cody Rhodes, Asuka. They did, first of all, they didn't even have AEW's top people because the EVPs were on a milk cart uh, carton. Oh, let me and just 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 and let me just say this real quick, okay? Because you guys, you EVPs, you're a bunch of pussies. Oh. Yeah, this, they didn't want to be seen on a show that they knew they were going to get their asses whipped. Yeah, and then okay, that's what y'all are. Y'all are y'all so a bunch. You of- got you boys should have been a three man uh, triple tag team, whatever a three man tag against somebody, uh, at like to to start the show. Boy, oh man. Well, but that's the point though. It's like they Tony really should have thrown, and he did. He started the show with. Uh, Brian Danielson and uh, who do you wrestle, Rob? It was Swerve. Swerve. It was, it was, it was Swerve. It was Isaiah Swerve wow. Scott. Uh, and by all accounts, the match was really good. Everybody, you know, Rob watched it and said it was an excellent, probably the best wrestling match between both shows that night. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was um, and and just probably the shit out of each other. If you're a work rate wrestling nerd, it probably hit all the beats for you. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm sure I would enjoy it if I did. Um, but yeah, something you. God, you dorks have got to understand. You guys never would have survived the Monday Night War. This is what WCW and WWE did back then. That was real head-to-head competition. Real head-to-head competition means you take your best and you throw it out there. 
And when WCW was beating WWE, Vince McMahon wasn't out here going, well, if they hadn't stolen Hall and Nash and put Hogan on TV and this and that, we might have won. No, he went out there and he took the stars that he had available to him at the time and made something out of them. He gave people the opportunity to go out there. He opened up the platform for something new. He changed the entire landscape of his own company just to be competitive. And then when WCW or when WWE finally took back over in the ratings, Eric Bischoff wasn't out here complaining. Oh, well, Stone Cold's out here. If he hadn't put Stone Cold out there, you know, giving Vince a, a, a beer bath, we might have won that week. The shit didn't happen. You just dealt with it. You understood that WCW was going to throw everything it could at WWE to make sure that they won the ratings that night, and WWE was going to counteroffer with the exact same thing on their end. That is what competition is. Yes. It's not AEW yeah. going in against the Padawans, and, which is what you guys wanted. You wanted them to go in there with people with no experience, with no name value whatsoever, just so you could beat your chests and say, look, we beat WWE. No, you didn't. You beat the JV squad. That's what you wanted. Edge and Brian Danielson beating Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes is not, it's not a flex. It's not, that is not a flex. Not at all. They should, at this point in their careers, and at the point in the career that Braun and Carmelo are at, Edge and it, Edge should draw more pe- draw more ratings and draw more viewers than those guys should, and that's not a knock on them. Yeah. But you know, I'm sorry. Head-to-head competition is your best against their best. Welcome to the Monday Night Wars, guys. This is what you wanted. Yeah. You wanted a wrestling war, and this is what it is. And if you can't stomach that, don't ask for it. And then, also, let's be fair, AEW, you ran, you, right, wrong, or indifferent, they ran NXT off Wednesdays. So, and they were, they, and so they went to Tuesday, and they did that, that whole thing. And now you're coming over to their side. Their side, granted, it's out of your control because of the baseball thing. Granted, you got bumped by the network. Totally fair. But then Tony gets on Twitter and starts, "Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. It's head to head. Blah blah blah." Okay, man. Fine. You want to come into our night, and then you know, and then you're going to be an obnoxious twat when you beat. If it was a regular old NXT show, you're going to be an obnoxious twat about how you beat Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Oh boy. And I love those guys. But, but, but that's the thing. He would be bragging about beating WWE. He wouldn't exactly. be bragging about beating the training squad. Let's not forget, okay, at one of those media scrums, he went on a rant about you know winning the Friday Night War. And what that was, for about 15 minutes, uh, was it the Rampage was on at the same time as SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown was on FS1 that night, by the way. It wasn't even on Fox. Okay. So it was already drawing about 40% less than it would have anyway. Um, yeah. It's already in, it's in like 30% less homes. And just right and, off the bat. And exactly. And they, and they get about half the audience. On 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 a good night, they get half the like, audience. Yeah, forget the ratings. There are there are religious viewers. Of SmackDown, who couldn't watch SmackDown that night because they didn't have FS1. Yes. And so for about 15 minutes, they were on against each other. And AEW won the 15 minutes. And he got a, a media and Didn't scrum. he have like an NBA game lead-in or something? I think they did, yeah. Or something. And then 
he got up there in, in a in a media scrum and he crowed about it. And he made, and he was very specific and he he was really happy that in some court filing, uh, you know, McDevitt had to admit that they won that night, that quarter hour. Because I think, you know, they were trying, well, because it was one of the antitrust things and they had to say, well, no, we, we really do have competition because look at this, they, they won this quarter hour or whatever, right? Um, and so McDevitt had to say that in court. And Tony Khan got up there in media scrum and was crowing about the fact that McDevitt had to say in court that they had beaten them for 15 minutes. Okay. We're so, going to talk about that cocaine please. weasel in just a few minutes. Okay, so please, please, let, let's, come on, all right? I, and see, here's the thing, here's the thing, see, I was going to be nice to Tony, right, because... I'm not. Well, okay, I'm going to explain Go why. ahead. Uh, because, look, I didn't want to do the same thing that, you know, I guess I, I'm doing we and us here, okay, because for all intents and purposes, but we're eating drones here, okay, whatever, all right? I didn't want to do the same thing to, us that they, to them that they were doing to us, okay? I didn't want to be that guy. But Tony, you kept running your mouth, and you kept running your mouth, and you kept running your mouth. And again, you got up there and, and you crowed about winning 15 minutes of, you know, a, a Friday night thing. Okay, you did that in a media scrum. Okay, I'm sorry, Tony. And then you loaded up this show and you were talking all this talk, which you could have done. You could have run your regular show, and then when you took, and then you weren't going to win anyway. And then you could have just said, hey, we were on Tuesday. It's not a regular night. It is what it is. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And and everybody, look, nobody was going to be mad at you. Like, nobody yeah. was going to laugh at you because everybody knows Tuesday look, night's not your night. It's yeah, fine. Tuesday's not our night. You know, it was a, but we had a great show. And I'm looking forward to Tuesday's Dynamite being back on its regular night next Wednesday where we're always opening the show with blah, 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 blah versus blah, blah, blah. And, and that's so all I'm, you have to do. That's all that you have to do. ain't what he did. And we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. I know you guys wanted to talk about the shows a little bit. You guys have watched. I haven't watched any wrestling since Saturday. I'm probably going to spend tomorrow getting caught up on stuff. So I'll let you guys take the floor and talk about uh, the shows. I've seen bits and pieces of NXT, enough to get the gist of what happened, so I can chime in wherever I feel I need to. Um, Paul Heyman did some interesting stuff. He was talking to Ava. He was talking to, you know, obviously talking to Braun Breaker. Um, so it's, it's, it was, and, uh, it, it definitely felt like they were throwing everything against the wall, but at the same time, no one really feel, felt tacked on because everyone's involved in a story with everyone else. Like, um, seen, you know, seen to be, uh, calling, uh, LA Knight as the guest, the guest referee. No, uh, who was LA Knight the guest referee for? Oh, so for a domino dragon off. Right. Cause, and. Um, cause he's, you know, tangentially involved with, uh, what's his name on, but anyway, I don't know. I, no one felt tacked on. No one felt like, why are you here? Um, it just felt like, oh, they're visiting from the main roster because this, um, obviously Cody made all the sense in the world. And can I say him as the guest GM, perfect move. Awesome. Like nailed it. Whoever came up with that idea. Yes. That was just the perfect way to do that. Um, so hats off to whoever had that idea. Uh, Rob, if you want to. Oh, and Dynamite. Uh, my quick hit thoughts on Dynamite. It felt like a very, very good Dynamite. So it did not feel like even if you wanted to, Tony, you were trying to win against John Cena and The Undertaker. You weren't even trying because the EVPs weren't there. And like, yeah, I don't know, man. But that was like, yeah. So Dynamite, uh, NXT felt like a, a goddamn party. 
and dynamite felt like an awesome dynamite. Yeah, and you know, and if if he had just left it there, you know what, it would have been fine. And in hindsight, look, and then and then look, who know? And then you know, a month from now, six months from now, whatever, <clears throat> there would have been people who would have been saying, well, you know what, they actually had the better show that night. I mean, there were, I mean, you, there were people. Honestly, whatever your opinions are, if somebody honestly believes that, I would not call them crazy. Okay, I think they were yeah. close enough where that's a perfectly fine opinion to have if you have it. Okay. Yeah, depending on what your tastes are. If you're, like yeah. I said, if you're a wrestling nerd, like like well, a nerd who appreciates graps, Brian Danielson and Swerve is your match. Well, well, look, because no, there, there are some nights where dynamite is terrible. And there are some oh. nights where NXT is not good either. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in this case, both were good. And I'm just saying it's perfectly fine for just, you know, the, if you have the opinion that either, that either show was better than the other one, it's perfectly fine in this case. Yeah. Because um, there are some weeks where if you say, you know, one was better than the other, I'll look at you like, really? But um, this was not one of those nights. And you know what? And you could have, he could have just let, you know, all he had to do was do his show. That's all you do. Just do your show, and it's fine. And yeah, you got beat because it's it's not your regular night. And they brought and yeah, they they brought out John Cena and the Undertaker. And okay, fine. And that's all you had to say. That's all you had to do was just do your show, man. And yeah, there be yes, some people would get some jokes off. Of, okay, fine. Yes, because that happens. Okay, but it would have come and gone. Not, not as many jokes as we're getting off now. Right, it, it would it would have come and gone within like a few hours. By the end of by the end of Wednesday, all everybody would have gotten all the jokes off, and it'd been you know okay, back to business as usual. But you did you got you just had to run your mouth, and you just had to go on and on and on. And then he started going on this rant about cage match ratings. What does that even mean? Like, okay. is aside from a bunch of work rate oh. nerds who started a website. What is cage match? Okay, let, let me explain. Okay, because well, stop trying to appeal to us. You won. Okay, because cage match is well, there are a couple of different websites that basically that log damn near every show, every match that has ever happened. Like, oh, so yeah. cage match is an excellent if you want like a historical reference kind of site. It is excellent for that. Oh, those and that. I'm not knocking that stuff at all either, because it's an excellent reference. Because it, it, it's broken down like a like a boxing match, yeah. like this person versus this person over the you know it was the match was this long, it was this type of match. This person defeated this person via pinfall. And they they give you match times. Yeah. Um, they have a searchable database where you can look up you know well this person wrestled this person how many times here's what happened. You can, I mean and all of it, it it is an excellent resource. But there's another side to it where they allow people, if you sign up for an account, you get to rate matches and you get to rate shows and you get to rate wrestlers. And that is, of course, a clown show. <laughs> and I'm saying that as somebody who does as an account on Cage Match and who has rated shows and matches, okay, if you go into the comment section, you will literally see one comment will say, this match was great. It was well executed. Everybody hit everything clean. Yay! Ten out of ten. And then the very next comment will say, "This match was full of botches. What's wrong with these people?" Two out of ten. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it's like there. Wow, okay? it's so a it's a wasteland. 
Yeah, so if you and and, and and look, people are very biased. People will go in the comment section and say, I gave this match three out of ten because I didn't like who won. And they will literally say stuff like that, okay? So if you are making a fuss out of cage match ratings. It's literally like Wikipedia. It depends. You can add your own shit. It depends. Did you not like who won because of the kayfabe? In that case, I would say that might affect your star rating. Oh, like it's, it's like, oh, it fell that. flat. It's never that. But uh, no, if you just say I just don't like that guy, no, you're a buffoon. Well, because uh, well, you know, you know, I'm a fan oh. who was a, who was often said that they shouldn't have won the match, right? And yeah, I would uh, imagine she could go out there and have an, a six star in the Tokyo Dome so, match, and on cage who, match, those nerds will give it one. And yeah, right. and trust me, and trust me, I've heard enough come in. Trust me, it happens a lot. But anyway, anyway, not not a point of reference for a re- owner of a wrestling show on television. And then just let me give you an example here, because I checked this morning. All right, as of this morning, Dynamite the rating was eight point four two. The rating for NXT was eight point four five. Now, and, so they won that one too. And, and, and look, and me being the math nerd, I dug into how many votes and all of that. One person gave Dynamite a two out of ten. If you just got, if you got rid of the two, if you got rid of that one vote, didn't even, and don't replace it with anything. If you just get rid of it, the scores would have been even. Yeah. So one guy out of 183, and again, these ratings, on a high number of, a high number is 300 people voting. Okay, 300. So at, at the most, even. Even three hundred people, you can't you can't have watched that show and given it a two. And three hundred people out of, and then that's that's a high number of voters. Usually, you maybe yeah. get up to like a hundred voters. A hundred voters out of six hundred thousand people who watch the show. Okay, that is by no means a representative of anything. That's not even point zero yeah. zero one percent. Three hundred people with a cage side account. Yes. And that's uh, so 300 wrestling nerds. Wow, what a demo! (laughs) Yeah, and then you know, and then yeah, so exactly. So, we're talking, and that's a high number of votes for a match or a show, okay? Um, and so you're getting bent out of shape over that. What are you doing, okay? And he's done well, there are bots in the comments, yes, you know, yes, there are bots in the comments. There are people who copy and paste reviews from other websites and paste them in the comment section, okay? I mean, yes, that does happen, but so what? So I'm, what? You're fighting, you're fighting all the wrong battles, man. So what? I mean, dude. I mean, brother, if 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 I went if I went out looking for a fight with everybody who said who rated, you know, one of my queen's matches low because she won the match. If I went out looking for a fight with all those people, I mean. <laughs> You know, Jason and DJ here would have me committed. Okay, I would. I'd have to. We'd have yeah. to step in and and collect our friend here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like, that's how need, bad you, you are. Stay Tony. with the state. You need to stay with the state for a while, buddy. Yeah. Okay. And that, Tony, brother. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, 
engineering your success. Okay, you run a soccer. I'm sorry, a, you run well. A, you run a football. Yeah, you run a football right team, there. and you run an American football team. Okay, you run both kinds of football teams, Tony. And you run a wrestling company. What are you doing? Getting bent out of shape about what some fucking dorks. Three hundred nerds on cage side. I mean, you lost by three hundred thousand. Those three hundred are not going to make the difference in the grand scheme of things, sir. No, they're not. And I mean, I mean, what are we doing? I think the forty-eight hour cocaine bender that he's been on has been absolutely incredible, though. It's it's almost tragic and and unfortunate. To, to read some of the stuff he's putting out. He's taking personal attacks on Vince McMahon now. He's actively quote tweeting or whatever we're calling what they're doing with that X app these days. Just random people attacking, you know, the, the sexual allegations against Vince McMahon, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, and he's not, the, the worst part of that is, and somebody pointed this out and I didn't think about it at the time. He's not even doing that out of sympathy for any potential victims. He's doing it for internet clout, which is disgusting. Yeah, and you know, that really me. makes you know better because you're not out here being altruistic. You're not out here fighting some good fight for victims' rights. You're out here being a dick because you're up in your feelings because you got your ass handed to you after you went out here and thumped your chest and acted like you were going to do something, and you didn't. And then you blamed everything in the world except for the one person that you need to blame, and that's yourself. Yes. And by the way, Tony, Tony, if you're going to play the bad owner card, your foot, your, your American football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, just a few years ago, they were put on a list by the NFL Players Association. And you know what that list was? Hey, everybody, if you're a free agent and you have any other options, do not sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's fact. Okay. The Players Association told their the members, if you can go anywhere else, do not sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so if you want to play the bad owner card, Tony, explain that. And by the way, you know, Vince McMahon is a scumbag, is not a flex. Okay, we've all baked that into the cake, and we've all accepted that we've we've all committed we've, some type of we've all we've committed some type of moral We've taken that medicine for years, man. We know. Thank yeah, you. And we're all, comp- you, know, you know, Tony, we're all compromised, okay? Us WWE fans are compromised, and the wrestlers are all compromised. We're all morally compromised, and, and you know, and, we, and we've accepted that, okay? So you're Buddy, not going to shame if you're us. a fan of wrestling, you are morally compromised. This is not a Vince McMahon isolated <laughs> okay. thing. The pro, we are about, we're going to talk about a movie trailer here in a few minutes. Yes. Okay. Uh, about a family who, beloved by fans, what was not exactly angelic, and we'll leave it there. Yeah. Okay, so, we'll leave it there. We'll talk about that in a minute. We've got to stop with that. Like, Tony, Jesus, come on, man. Four years ago, I got up on my YouTube channel, and when AEW first did that, when they did the press conference, I know I've talked about this on this show. When they did the press conference, I did a, a video on my YouTube channel, and I talked about AEW and the potential that they had and the the what could have been, what was promised at the time. And I think I said very plainly back then they needed to not come out of the gate with the We Are WWE competition. 
They Tony had the perfect opportunity to build a new promotion from scratch, build it slowly, brick by brick. If you build it, they will come. And he tried to run before he could even crawl. And this is why AEW is in the straits that they're in. This is why he's having 48-hour benders on the app formerly known as Twitter. Because he just does not have the stomach for this industry. You lost. Pick up your ass, dust yourself off, and move on to the next Wednesday night show. Your job as a promoter is not to go out and beat WWE. That's not your job. Okay, your job as a promoter is to put on a good show for the fans that tune in for you every week to try and draw more fans in as a service and a credit to your talent. And right now, you are serving a huge discredit to your talent by spending every free minute that you have arguing with people on Twitter as to why your show lost on a Tuesday night. And the best way that you can explain that is by bringing up stuff that we already know about their former owner. And I say former owner only because Vince is in a different position now. You know, this is like he, if I was his roster, I would be so pissed at him right now. And I think a few of them are, I think a few people are quietly becoming very frustrated and very disenfranchised with him. They won't say it because right now they don't want to jeopardize their jobs. But I I think his talent has got to be looking at him like, what are you doing? Would someone please take his fucking phone away from him? There's, there's no, there's no way that any of us would look at their other uh, boss like that if they were having a tantrum like that and be like, yes, this is someone I enjoy working for. I had a boss like that and it was miserable. I'd be days I'd listen to her and she'd be saying something like, "What are you doing right now? Like, what are you said? What are these words coming out of your mouth? Stop." And I'm glad that situation's over. But still, yeah, it's Tony. Come on, man. Like, I, we've maintained on this show for a very long time, he does not have the stomach for this industry. Tony Khan loves pro wrestling. He loves it. I believe that from the depth of my soul and the depth of his. He loves professional wrestling. He does not know how to do it. And he's got to understand that you're going to take a beating and you don't have to try and find every single little fucking loophole to say for five minutes on Friday night, the, the 18 to 24 year old tuned in. Shut up. Okay, shut up. Just put on a good show for the fans that are watching. Try and draw more people. Try and get me in. Like, I've been watching wrestling for goddamn 40 years, and you can't get me to watch your show. And you've got people on your show that I would like to watch. And I won't, because you're such an idiot, and you've conditioned your fan, your diehard fans. Like, there are people that listen to us, and I know watch AEW, and, you know, I respect their opinion about AEW, and, you know, I respect the fact that they watch it, they enjoy it, and, and that's fine. But for me personally, those diehards who just think that everything that WWE does is a slight against AEW because they're afraid and that, you know, thinks WWE programming is awful and everything that they do is a cardinal sin against the business. Yet this guy who has never spent a minute in the business beyond being a mark for it is somehow the savior of this entire industry. Stop. Stop with this shit. Okay? If you want to continue to run AEW, I suggest you do one of two things. One, just pump the money into it and find somebody who knows the business, who knows how to book a show, who knows how to control his talent, who knows how to put something out there on TV that will bring people in. You supply the money. 
Let somebody else do the legwork because the legwork is not for you. The promotion end of it is not for you. And it just the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off because in those early days, I said openly on my YouTube channel, I am excited for AEW. I couldn't give a shit less about AEW right now. And I feel bad for the talent. I feel bad for the talent who have to put up with this lunatic every week finding a new way to disgrace himself, disgrace that locker room, and disgrace that brand name. Well, somebody else take over because I'm, I'm getting... Doug, you ran Cody out of town. Like, as, as, <laughs> this, like this is... Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? He, like, now it's pretty clear... Cody saw the writing on the wall of this guy and was like, you know what, I'm out of here. Whether they had a deeper personal thing, which it sounds like they did. Um, but let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that Cody Rhodes is a phenomenal liar. So, um, yeah, I, I still think he, Cody saw the writing on the wall with Tony and was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, it's just, it's annoying now. It's It's like... Uh, again, I'm in the same boat as DJ. Like, I want to like, there's tons of people on your show I like. Um, ironically, the EVPs, you know, aren't one of them, but I still find it insane they weren't on your super, your big show. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, just, you, you, you've actively told me you don't want me as a fan. Um, I, I've said it here on the, uh, the pod before, but they would rather have 10 BTE fans, like being the elite AEW super fans, then they would they would have like 30 fans of AEW who also like Roman Reigns, let's say, or Seth Rollins, or just WWE. Um, they want, they don't, they've actively told those fans, like, we don't want you around. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, and, um, dude, um, and, um, um, this is something that, that Cornet said on, and, and again, I will, uh, I will apologize for listening to Jim Cornet. I'm sorry. I can suck into well, it. Cause he you can... know, he's problematic. When he's right, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the living meme of the, the worst person, you know, makes an excellent point because he does yeah. it fairly a lot when it comes to like wrestling and the graps of wrestling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very annoying. I agree. But, um, yeah, but he ran, he went on a rant about this once. He's like, "Look, if you're going to have a war, then yeah, they're going to try to steal your people. Yeah, they're going to run shows in the same town. Yeah, they're going to counter program your television. That's what they're going to do. That's what happens when you're a company yeah. war. That's what happens. Okay, so get over it. I mean, Eric Bischoff. The nights that Monday Night Raw was taped, Eric Bischoff would read the results live on television." Okay. And it pissed us off back then. Imagine, uh, imagine they started doing that for as like as one of the shows was taped for a while. Um, what's it called? Uh, um, was Collision taped? Yeah, uh, Collision's no. taped. Rampage, Rampage is taped. Something. Rampage, that's what it was. So yeah, imagine, imagine just at the beginning of NXT, Sean gets out there and goes, "Hey, uh, by the way, it's uh, Friday night. I hope you guys aren't." You know, planning on watching this because uh, this is what happens. Like, yeah. you would have a nutty. Like Tony Khan would that we would we would get video tweets from this dude like yelling into the camera if if Shawn Michaels did that. Or imagine this. So, 
And a couple of times, um, okay, when when Lex Luger came back to WCW, all right, they had already taped several weeks of WWE television. So he was they, he was in taped matches on WWE television, and he comes out live on the same night um, on the opening night of Nitro. Okay, and 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 he didn't he just walked out there. Then he's like, oh, it's Lex Luger. <laughs> okay, and and that was just basically saying. Fuck you, okay? Yep. I was like, yeah, so people was. would not have survived the Monday Night Wars, man. Or, or they just would or, not have. Or, and we've got to run in here. Yeah. We've oh, got to run in. Fresh off recording the DWI podcast, Mr. Performance Center oh. Tony, <laughs> drinking man. a beer, looking good, looking like a million bucks. So we're it's sitting here after the show talking a little bit, and I'm like, guys, I got to go slut it up. I'll see you later. <laughs> this is my part. This is my podcast slut and partner in crime. Oh my PC Tunny. Hi guys. <laughs> hi Rob. Hi hi Jason. How you guys doing? Oh, we're wonderful. How you doing? Hey, do we gotta oh, buy you dinner man. this time first? What's it? Oh, you don't need to buy me dinner, man. I'm easy. <laughs> <laughs> we can roll through Taco Bell afterwards, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I got him. There it is. No, I, Tony, we, you caught us right in a good spot in the show. We have been talking uh, the, the, the Tuesday night bum war that was AEW and NXT, and uh, subsequently Tony Khan's 48-hour cocaine-fueled meltdown on the app formerly known as Twitter. I just went on, like, I don't know, probably like a five-minute rant. Uh, Jason and Rob have said their piece. Have you got any thoughts here, buddy? I, It's funny because... At work, I'm like, you know, and I'm actually talking to a couple of people at work that they're wrestling fans. And um, one, it's funny, there's two guys who are really wrestling fans. One's WWE and the other one's AEW fan, right? And yeah. they both know what's going on on the other side. And they're asking me, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I have DirecTV, but I also have my Wi-Fi through DirecTV. So anytime I have my phone or my laptop on Wi-Fi, if I go to TVS.com or whatever... It knows I'm on the DirecTV Wi-Fi. It lets me watch it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch AEW on my laptop, and I'm, I'm going to have NXT on the TV. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm playing video games, and I'm getting ready to watch. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got to I gotta finish this game of Madden quick. Let me just run the ball the entire second half and get this over <laughs> with. Um, and, I, and I just barely turn on NXT because I want to watch it live and tweet and, you know, check out all the expos and stuff. And little do you know, half hour, first half hour is commercial free. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I totally forget to turn the laptop on. And by the time half hour is by, I'm like, well, fuck it. So I did not watch AEW. I, I know what happened. Um, but I thought NXT was good. I mean, did did WWE cheat? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they all work for WWE. So, um well, and that was and, the point that I made about 20 minutes ago but here, when we started this segment. Go, when you're competition with WWE, that means the entire roster, not the Padawans, or not just the Padawans. You know, it's the whole roster. And unfortunately, WWE has the option of unloading the clip when AEW's best and brightest are coming to Tuesday night. They should expect to go head to head against WWE's best and brightest. And if you're all elite wrestling, where were the elite? Jason yeah. asked that question. Cowards. They, Rob they, answered they, it. He said they did. They knew it was. They knew they were going to get their asses whipped, and they didn't want any part of it. 
And I know what I said is the points that were made by everybody in the Chair Shot Radio Network when we talked about this in the thread today, but we all had the same thoughts, right? Like, those two things are predominantly, like, and honestly, the last thing I said, we wrapped up, we did last call, we did um, what happened on Tuesday, you know? And we started off by talking a little bit about why it was such a big show for NXT is because of AEW had to move to Tuesday because of baseball. Right. But honestly, my last thing thought I said was, you know what? Over a million and a half people watch wrestling on a Tuesday and almost everybody got what they wanted. Why is everybody so upset? I mean, it's fake outrage. Like it really is like the, the, the people that are desperate for WWE to fail are going to find every little, they're going to stick their toe in every little crack that they can find to try and make a point. And the WWE fans, hi, me, they're just tired of it are just run a victory lap that NXT beat the brakes off of AEW. And I don't give a flying fuck if they use The Undertaker or fucking John Cena or fucking Cody Rose, Asuka. They should have brought it. They should have unloaded the fucking clip. The, the Rock is currently on strike. They should have called him up to come and deal I with his, no, to deal with his I, bratty I, ass I, delinquent I, kid I, on live TV. I said, uh, <laughs> Don't worry, the bloodline will take care of the king, take care of her since Dwayne doesn't know how to take oh, care of his family. Funny. The bloodline will take care of their family. I'm telling you, Jason, I called it in the private chat with you and Rob. You watch. Paul Heyman was talking to Ava Rain, or A, I'm sorry, Ava. She's Ava now. They dropped the rain. She's Ava. If he gets her on the main roster, gets her into the bloodline, that's how they use her to get the rock involved with Roman Reigns. You watch it happen. It's possible. Well, at it's least smart. I hope she gets a, like a good three month run where she just gets to be the girl of the and bloodline. And she she will absolutely side with the bloodline and cost the Rock that match. You watch it happen. That's good storytelling. Book Beautiful. It. That's what it is. Book it by DJ. That's right. There's usually booking by PC Tunney. I'm taking over the book tonight. Uh, pizza. <laughs> it's a Costanza thing. Costanza, you know it. Uh, the clock behind. Ah, uh, but yeah, I think much like NXT beat AEW's breaks off, I think we beat this one into the ground. I said my piece on uh, on Tony Khan. I think he needs to step out of the light. I think he needs to let somebody else run that show, and he needs to supply money and shut the fuck up. Period. End of story. And that will turn around the woes in that company. Or you know what? If he's if he so desperately wants to be a part of the product, in which he does, then hire yeah. someone to. Write a character for you to play on television. Yeah. Now, I don't even want to see that. That wouldn't even compel me to watch. This I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we yeah, got one more thing to talk about here. Uh, we're gonna, I'm sorry. I was just saying, eh, if he stayed, if he actually stayed within the lines they asked him to color in, I don't hate it, actually. Because they're not going to ask him to go out there and do Shakespeare, you know? And as long as it's not like, you know... Tony K. Khan or whatever it is. Like, you know, not a Vince Light parody. It's not the Voodoo Kid Mafia. No, yeah. after, uh, after, after <laughs> eight, I'd love to see him do Shakespeare. Or just do the Regal thing, man. Like, Jesus. back when Regal actually ran NXT, if you must be part of the show, just go out there, announce the match, Walk out. You don't need to do the raw raw speeches before the show. We got a great thing. Blah 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 blah. You know, go out there. You're the commissioner, so so to speak. Say that's it. 
It's you guy, you guy versus you guy in a this guy match. Let's go. Good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. And then the most important part. Good night, everybody. And you walk to the back. All right, let's move on from this. We got one last piece of business to talk about. We're going to swerve a little bit into uh, bandwagon nerds territory here. And then, ironically, we've got from the bandwagon nerds, Mr. Performance Center Tunney himself. But before we do that, I want to invite you to go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can browse, peruse, look at, if you will, all of the beautiful t-shirts we have representing the podcast here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, including this very podcast that you're listening to here, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. That Go pick one up. We will thank you. Your body will thank you if you get one in soft style. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And because my show is low budget, I don't have a soundboard. I'm going to do the Chair Shot Radio Network commercial myself. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network, to be found on thechairshot.com, where we encourage you and invite you to always use your head. All right, we're going to swerve a little bit into bandwagon nerds territory here. Going to peek into the trailer park. We're not going to go into the trailer park, Patrick O'Dowd, who never listens to my show anyway and will never hear this. Screw that guy. We are going to fuck that guy. Patrick sucks. We are going to talk movie trailer here tonight, uh, the, the movie biopic for the Von Erich family, The Iron Claw. The trailer dropped today. Uh, I, I'll start off by saying absolutely phenomenal trailer, and it looks this like this has me roped in wanting to see it. And I told Rob and Jason privately earlier today, I'm glad to see pro wrestling getting more serious movies made about it. In the past, any movie that was made about pro wrestling was a joke. It was a comedy. It was silly. I don't know if either one of you, Rob, Tony, you may not remember this. It was a, I forget who was in it. It was uh, called All the Marbles. And it was about a woman's tag team. I'd have to look that up on IMDb, but it was a movie called All the Marbles. And it was about a, a women's tag team wrestling. And it, it, it was okay. But again, it was just, it was kind of, kind of made a farce of the industry. Um, and then you had, uh, what was the other one? The one that David Arquette did was again a comedy, but you know, fast forward into the 2000s. Go ahead, Tony. That one well, was highly like supported by WCW. That's not exactly an endorsement when you consider WCW <laughs> at that time, Tony. Say Come on, man. Pay per view out of it and like a freaking match from it that happened and everything else that was in the show. Oof. I don't Scott know. Con- Scott Kahn was in that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but fa- anyway, fast forward 20 years, we get movies like The Wrestler, uh, for what it was worth, the movie about Paige's life story, and now we've got this movie about the Von Erickson. It looks to be very well written, very well directed, uh, and from what I can tell, very well acted. Um, going to start with uh, going to start with Jason. You've seen the trailer, yes? Yes, I have. All right, what are your what's your interest level on the movie? Uh, medium, uh, because I I'm always a big fan of Zac Efron. Um, and I think it looks like a very fun and compelling, um, A24, you know, indie-ish film about one of my favorite topics, wrestling. And I know zilch about the Von Erics, unfortunately, um, other than they are a beautiful and tragic wrestling family. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to the movie as a movie, but unfortunately I don't have any personal, uh, stake or fandom into it. Okay. Tony, you've seen the trailer? 
I did. Um, it looks good. I mean, the every like it it looks legit. Like you watch it, like the visuals and everything, yes. the aesthetics. Yeah. The the look that they gave everybody. I think even Marshall Von Eric went on social media and said that, you know, the story isn't 100% true and, and none of them are, but it looks amazing and it looks legit. And, and they gave a great look. They got the look of the Von Erichs down. Um, despite they, the, if you went and walked up, you know, to Zach Efron, you'd, anybody would be looking down and you'd always look up at a Von Erich. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, I don't think Zach Efron's actually very tall, is he? Five nothing five, wow. four. So, five, he, five. so he's like some tom cruise shit oh he towers yeah. over tom cruise is like three six <laughs> tom cruise, damn tom cruise is a hobbit a <laughs> straight out of the shire scientology shit man <laughs> all right so we are going to let our resident von eric expert the genius of the podcast rob you've seen the trailer and your thoughts please oh man it was it was riveting but the, the song they're playing in the trailer was their theme music you know, in World Class Championship Wrestling, by the way. Um, so that if you know, if you're like me and you and you you watched them back then, just hearing the theme, just hearing the song in the trailer was just like it took you back to you know when um those days. Yeah. And um, yeah, they were again, they were very tragic is the right word. Um, and. I imagine coming out of this movie, a lot of people who have never heard of Fritz von Eric are going to hate his guts and yeah. their dad. And, um, but those days, and look, I mean, it made, made me, I went back and I watched some of the old stuff on Peacock this morning after watching the trailer. That's how much how fired up it got me to go. Let's see, that's going to be me this weekend. Yeah. And those guys now, I mean, world-class was a territory. It was Texas. Locally, those guys were like the fucking Beatles back in the early 80s. I mean, it was insane. Like, um, yeah, they were coming because I was one of the matches when shows I was watching this morning. It was Carrie Von Eric was wrestling Ric Flair. And Carrie was getting mobbed coming through the crowd like, you know, like he was one of the Beatles. They barely made it a ring. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, um, those guys were that big down there, and you know, unfortunately, some just some sad things took hold. And you know, the last remaining brother is uh, Kevin Von Eric, and his two sons, Marshall is one, and I think the other one is I forgot the other one's name. I think it's Ross, the other one's name. They've been a tag team for a while. They you know they they wrestled in MLW for a while. They wrestled some other places. They're pretty good. It'd be it'd be really nice to see them get a. Get, get NXT run. Um, it'd be really nice to see them get a run through there at least. Um, we get the Dusty Classic coming up. Yeah, it'd be great. And I mean, and you know, for again, for people like me who remember, you know, Carrie and David and all. That, I mean, it, it was it was it's fun to see those guys, the the sons, wrestle a few times. And it's just, I mean, it's again, it's just, it's, I mean, it was just. Wow, I mean, it just blew me away, and it just it takes you back to those days. Um, and I, you know, I can't wait to go see the movie. Um, and even though it's again, it's it's not going to end well. Um, but just going back then, just remembering again how how big those guys were. Um, 
and you know, world class was one of the it was, that was one of the main territories that Ric Flair used to come through and defend the title all the time, and and those matches were just I mean they were huge, and and then they had the feud with the Freebirds, um, and that was one of the biggest feuds of the early '80s, the Von Erichs and the Freebirds, and um, man, it's just yeah, I mean. Like good old early '80s Southern Territory wrestling. That was that was world class championship wrestling back then, and they were at the heart of it. And I mean, there was just so much great stuff from that era. And, were they and just, out? They were they out of the Sportatorium? Yes. Yeah. That was that. that so, was like, I, that's what I thought. I mean, without world class and Navon Eriks and the Sportatorium, there's no Stone Cold Steve Austin fans. That right. don't know of this stuff. So yeah. go watch well, and the movie. WCW used to pack that place, man. If you look at some yeah. of the old shows, they used to draw some crowd. Oh yeah, man. And um, so I mean, just so many people came through that territory. Um, again, like yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was kind of like the last big name to come through there. But um, you know, the Midnight Express was there. Jake the Snake Roberts wrestled there. Uh, King Kong Bundy wrestled there. Uh, Andre came through for a few shots. Uh, the Freebirds, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, uh, you know, the Fantastics were there, came through there. Um, Bruiser Brody was a regular in there. Uh, just a lot of people um, just came through that territory and uh, who, who went on to do bigger things or went on to do different things later on. The Ultimate Warrior uh, started there. Or he, well, he, that was that was where he started to really get some traction. Like cause after yeah. his thing split up, he he went there, and that's where he that's where he got noticed and ultimately got signed, you know, by WWE from. Um, and he was in world class championship wrestling. Uh, and it's just you know, um, Abdul the Butcher came through there a lot. I mean, there are just so many people that came through. But Ric Flair defending the NWA World Title was a regular there, and those were some of those just you know best matches ever. Him against David, him against Kevin, him against Kerry. Um, I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, and the ravishing Rick Rude was, a, you know, was a big one came through there. Um, so many people came through there, and so you know, one thing to be curious to see is who, who all they have in the movie. I know they, uh, they are definitely going to have the Freebirds in the movie. Yeah, they were in the the trailer. The Freebirds yeah. were. You you got a quick glimpse of them, but yeah, it was definitely Freebirds. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's you know it's going to be a nostalgia trip, and yeah, it's again it's not you know the ending will be sad, unfortunately. But yeah. so um, quick, yeah. Go ahead, Robin, and I've got a, just, a, and yeah. around the horn. I just can't can't wait to see it. So Rob, I'll start with you. Um, so this is in theater for you. So again, Are you oh, yeah, see yeah. this in the theater or is this yes. streaming? Yeah, in, in the, yes, I'm going to theater, man. Yes, sir. All right, Jason, how about you? Well, I know what all your answers are going to be, so I suppose I will go to the theater so I can we can all talk about it. <laughs> Tony, I, I, this is going to be a fifty-fifty split because oh, here here's the thing: the I don't, I'm not big on going to the movies by myself these days. I am not getting <laughs> Tina out of the house to go watch a fucking wrestling movie about wrestlers she's never heard of in her life. I will personally gotcha. enjoy it. I would enjoy it in theater. I'm not going to go by myself, and I won't get her out of it. I won't get her out. There's no way I'm selling this to that guy, her. That guy with the really long beard is sitting by himself over there. Should we ask him to come over? He looks lonely. 
I can probably I can probably rope her in and say, look, there's gonna be a muscled up Zach Efron. That might get yeah. her out the door. That has put a lot of butts in a lot of seats. So it's like so, it's like DJ, here, DJ. Oh, honey, you want to go to the show? And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, Oh, really? And she goes, There's more than just a wrestling story to enjoy. Yeah. 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 I'm here for the plot. Yeah, meanwhile, the plot. This is uh, Zach Efron's ass. <laughs> With Six a page pack. boy haircut and muscles. Six pack and a cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now this will be a streamer for me, and that's not an insult to the movie. It's just unfortunately how I'm going to end up consuming that. But I'm definitely going to watch it. When's it uh, coming out? December, close to Christmas. Yeah, yeah which, which is which is a weird, which is kind of you know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of an odd release date. Yeah. It's this odd Christmas gift for everybody here. So yeah. Your wrestling stocking is tickets to you know the Iron Claw, the story of the Von Erichs. That's, I guess, okay. It's what it is. All right, so we got a couple minutes left. Let's just, uh, as Tony would do on the DWI podcast, let's throw it out there open. Uh, Jason, you got anything? that you want to throw out there wrestling related or otherwise? Uh, I'm just glad to see the travel chief back tomorrow. Um, it's the best, it's the best birthday present I could ask for. So I'm very excited. Tony yourself. Shit. It's your birthday tomorrow. It is. Oh my goodness. How young are you going to be? I will be 38 years old. Wow. That's like a lifetime ago. Oh my God. Well, it feels like a lifetime already. So, (laughs) um i i don't know i'm looking forward i got one in a minute i got one in a minute we'll throw around the travel chief coming back is great um i can't wait for crown jewel there's nothing i like more than starting drinking at noon on a saturday to watch a pay-per-view yes (laughs) yes dp ring the bell (laughs) (laughs) rob how about you anything anything uh floating around your orbit uh just just a just a a big fuck you to wrestling news. You know, um, yes, we were. We were going to bring this up real quick. Yeah, because supposedly, you know, from from what they were told, Tony's favorite. From, from what from, from what from what they were told, um, WWE said they they are not going to sign Chicago Phil, but of course, as our good friend Uncle Dave said in his report, things can change. God, he loves leaving that back door open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you can take that any way you want. <laughs> because so, so, that dude. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, yeah. So, when, you know, it's just for the love of God, wrestling fans, do yourselves a favor and mute, like, CM Punk on Twitter or whatever, because we're going to get inundated with this because these dorks, no, well, if they just if they say his name and they throw out some type of report, it we're all going to eat it up. And it's October. Nobody knows anything. Okay. Right. Nobody. No, nobody knows anything. It's October. Okay. Nobody knows anything. I just think that people need to stop feeding the Dave Meltzer's of the world. There are so many podcasts and creators and content, you know, people out there that contribute at least as much if not more from a community standard, than Dave Meltzer ever did. Um, yeah, he's a great person to mine for, like, historical reference, but he's not oh. the end-all, know-all, be-all of news, and he certainly 
certainly is one of the last people I would go to for opinions and ratings on a, a sport that he's never once, never once that I am aware of competed in. Well, his buddy Alvarez did, though, remember. Oh, that fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. I, 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 have, what, have you ever seen a Nick Wayne match? Oh God! Oh, that that was yeah yeah yeah. yeah shout out to Christian for just owning Alvarez. Oh my God, I, dude! I, in character or not, man, I popped. He's like, oh yeah, he probably sucked. It's <laughs> like, no, you hit the nail on the head because he did suck. There's a reason why he's sitting, you know, elbow to elbow with Dave Meltzer these days, and it ain't because he was a great wrestler. That fucking guy. Now, the only thing I wanted to kick around, this was something that made its way around uh, the, the the app formerly known as Twitterverse today. Um, looks like uh, Endeavor is trying to muscle Vince McMahon back out. Um, they've officially, at least this is what we're hearing, they have officially announced Triple H completely in charge of creative. Well, actually, okay. uh, so, uh, oh, got, got, got to interject there. Uh, okay, go ahead. So, Rob, has the, the real story. Okay, because this is again according to... The, the sheets, the belief inside yes. of WWE is that Triple H is solely in charge. That that's what the story is. The the belief in people believe. But but of course it'll come back around to if it was really really good Triple H did it. If it sucked, oh Vince is back in charge. Yeah, I mean right. so we we know how that goes. As soon as something happens that that people don't like, Vince must have done something. You know. Reports are he's backstage, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have a hard time believing because the last report I read was that they found a way to get him completely out the door, um, and they're they're blaming him for the the slump in the uh, the stock. Meanwhile, well, you know, take a look at the stock market across the board. I, mean, I think you're reading into the tea leaves too much in terms of what might happen. But that the first shot in that was fired today, where. Um, out loud, the Endeavor CEO, I forgive, for, forgive me, I forget his name, but he said, like, oh yeah, one of the rating, one of the reasons the stock price drops was because of Vince's stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you dance around that wholeheartedly if, unless, unless you 100% mean say, to say that out loud to a microphone. Yeah. So... The first shot has definitely been fired at uh, at old Vincent Kennedy. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that he would have entered into any type of negotiation or contract if he indeed had any intention on staying, keeping at least one hand on the wheel. You know, the dude's pretty savvy. He's, he's pretty, pretty good at this shit. He's been doing it a long time. Unless he eventually just wants to get out. He had to have had some type of contingency in place. Tony, you're raising your hand. What's up? Let's just say that Vince is the reason for the negative impact on the stock. Well, what's the first thing you're going to come out and say? To, to, to invoke a market correction. Well, Vince is no longer associated with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't. But, and fucking Paul's been in charge for a long fucking time already. People yeah. are dumb as fuck. So, breaking news, Every, everything's about the same. Yep. <laughs> no news is no news. Yeah, and, and, you know, and again, Paul books shitty stuff just like Vince did, okay? 
Paul books bad angles. Paul books bad matches. Paul books bad episodes of television. Okay, just like Vince did. I know y'all don't want to believe that, and but it's well. True. Look at it this way, guys. He booked the Judgment Day as they are now, and he booked the Judgment Day when they were sputtering for four months. Yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. So the same guy. Um, it and so and and that's not. I'm, I'm, that's not a shot at him. It's just yeah. he is a human being who is booking a wrestling show. Every the, the greatest wrestling bookers, Dusty Rhodes, Bill Watts, whoever, they book bad matches, they book bad shows, they book bad angles. Okay. Yep. They all did. And and whoever the future great wrestling bookers are, they're going to book bad matches, bad shows, and bad angles. Okay. Because nobody 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 escapes doing it. Uh, nobody escapes criticism. Yeah. So, all right, let's call the go home there. I think we had a fun show. I think we can get in and out in under 90 minutes, which I like because I'm tired and I feel like crap and I want to call it a <laughs> night. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to go back around the horn here and thank my co host. Going to start with the From the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob. Sir, good show tonight. Yes, yeah, good to be here. Good to talk about all this good stuff. And uh, I'm not going to be awake much longer either, probably. No, I, when we're done, I'm going straight to bed. Yeah. And Bucky's tag team partner, Vacation Jason. You enjoy that time off, sir. Thank you. I will. And with the run-in, straight and hot off the DWI podcast, PC Tunney, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me run in. Um, I just had a wanted to hang out a little bit and say hi. And I, now I'm glad because I get to wish Jason a pre-happy birthday. I hope you do some fun stuff. Um, and it, and at the very least, just enjoy your time. You know, relaxation is, is some of the best things you can do there. So uh, I'm totally done with that. But, but yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Thank you. Pizza Funny, you're truly one of the most valuable members of the uh, Cage Side community. So to hear those lovely words from you is just makes my soul shine thank you sir all right and i am dj this has been the mindless wrestling podcast part of the chair shot radio network again you can find us on the chairshot.com we re- encourage you and remind you to always use your head you can call it pro wrestling you can call it sports entertainment you can call it whatever you want but call it in the ring and we're out of here till next week Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc